Hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. I'm still in that mood of the cruise. Uh, as many of you uh, that listen to the show, you know I just got back from vacation a couple of weeks ago. So I had to play a little bit of Caribbean vibe. That song is called Kingston Flavor by Eric Darius. So, yes, I wish I was back on the cruise again, but I'm here speaking with you, and this is where my heart is right now. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight to all of my regular listeners, and a big hello and thank you for joining in to all of my new listeners. Now, I just want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, tonight, uh, the call-in number is 917 917- Call in with your questions or comments uh, regarding tonight's show. Again, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. Well, tonight we're going to change up just a tad bit. Uh, Tonight we have a very special guest, uh, a speaker and author, Mr. Cedric Dukes is here in the house, and we will be talking about the effectiveness of applying sound financial principles from a biblical perspective, as well as talking about uh, his book that's titled Hostile Takeover, Manifesting God's Plan and Purpose for Your Finances. Uh, Cedric graduated from South Carolina State University with a B.S. degree in electrical engineering technology and from Wayne State University with a master's degree in engineering technology. He is employed as a a vehicle engineering group manager for General Motors there in Warren, Michigan. Uh, Cedric is also one of my fellow brothers, member of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Uh, Currently, he serves as scholarship chairperson in his local chapter and is a member of the South Carolina State University Board of Visitors. He is married and has two kids and resides in Shelby Township, Michigan. Cedric also is the author of four books. Man, I got, I got the, you got the, you got to help me out, Cedric. I only wrote one, but you got four now. Uh, He has four (laughs) books and uh, uh, one of which, is on the BCBP National Bestsellers list, and he has a newly released book uh, called Man. He has written for several national and regional publications, and he has also spoken at national conferences across the U.S. and has been and has been a guest on national radio shows. So it's a privilege and an honor to have uh, my frat brother, uh, author and speaker. Mr. Cedric Dukes on tonight. How you doing, Cedric? Good, Brother Lionel. Uh, how you doing? Everything is going well here in Michigan. Uh, thank you again for inviting me on your show. Uh, like I said, you and I, we talked before. I just feel like we have a kindred spirit uh, about really improving uh, others' lives. And so uh, thank you for the introduction. I'm like, wow, where'd you get that from? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to an exciting conversation tonight. I can't wait to share and, and kind of learn about uh, about finances. And I've been listening to your shows, and you have some great content, some of the great guests on your shows. So 
congratulations to you also. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Serge. I appreciate that. And by the way, everyone, I didn't pay him to say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, thank you so much, Serge. I appreciate the compliments and all. We, we're working hard to continue to give out sound financial information that will help people from all walks of life. But uh, it's a place where uh, I aim to educate, motivate, and empower people in the area of keeping their finances in order and hopefully improving their finances uh, overall. So thank you so much for being here on the show. Now, if you can, uh, you you can please share with the listening audience. uh, How was your money experience growing up? Wow. uh, Great question. How was my money experience growing up? I I, I guess uh, it's like in most families, we didn't talk about money much. Uh, My parents both were teachers so, you know, as you know, when back in the 70s and 80s and when I grew up, um, I guess you say we were middle class and a family. Uh, and so we didn't talk about money much. We didn't talk about saving. We didn't talk about investing. Um, my parents were not, uh, were not bad savers. They always saved their money. They already did things. But I never really got the education in terms of money. And so... When I got to college, uh, it was a rude awakening in terms of how to save money, especially uh, when uh, you need gas, you need food in college. And I remember going to the ATM machines and getting $5 out. That was a long time ago. <laughs> and that, was, that, that was your gas money for the week. And so yeah. just growing up, I just didn't really have a knowledge of money, not, not saying parents didn't teach me, but it's just something that we never talk, talked about in the, in the house. And so I just aim to, to really educate, uh, especially my family, my kids, in terms of money. So when they are, are when they're going to college, when they're uh, having their own house, having their own family, they won't have that, uh, that frustration of money itself. And so uh, money, again, was just, just a part, was not a part of the conversation piece. And, and that's what I'm aimed to, to do, to make it part of the conversation piece in, in, on the family table. Oh, perfect. Great. You know, I, as I've shared many times here on the show, uh, we all have different uh, beginnings. And uh, to me, it's not necessarily how you start the race. It's how you run it and how you complete it. And knowing that now you have some sound financial uh, perspective and principles, not only for you and your wife, but for your whole family. So just to change that, change the whole uh, I call it change the whole foundation of who you are by getting that money experience, even though it came in college. You know, I think about my parents were somewhat the same way. They worked hard, provided for us, but we really didn't talk about money. Uh, and I was very fortunate when I went into banking. I acquired a lot of knowledge and understanding of how money works and how to operate in it and began to teach it. So I got better and better. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I've tried to pass down to my children and to other people as well. So uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, your beginnings. And, and now we'll just continue on through uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, you wrote this book. I have to say uh, the title alone uh, kind of captures, um, uh, caught my attention, uh, Hostile Takeover, Manifesting God's Plan and Purpose for your finances. Now, what moved you or what inspired you to write this book in particular? 
Uh, what moved me? I think it was in 2007. It was in a uh, it was New Year's Eve service, um, I know. And I'm just sitting in New Year's Eve service, just minding my own business. And then uh, I heard uh, the Lord speak and said, "You're gonna write a a book." I said, "Okay." <laughs> and <laughs> I knew, uh, and like I was telling somebody today, I went into science and engineering to get away from writing because back in the day. <laughs> You know, when you do the English papers, you get all those red marks. That was my papers. I had problems. <laughs> I had problems with nouns and verbs conjugating at the time. Uh-huh. And so he kept, and he kept saying that you're gonna write a finance book. I said, uh, No, I'm not. I'm not gonna write a finance book. At the time, I'm just like I was confused. Like, am I listening to myself, talking to myself, or am, or is the Lord speaking uh-huh. to me about it? And I said, No, I'm not gonna do it. And I'm just. I was just happy, go lucky. I just wanted to have a job and wanted to make money and and be on my merry way. But he he kept prompting me, saying you need to write a book. And and basically, and and when I was beginning to write the book, I just felt so. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is. I didn't feel accomplished enough in terms of finances because I thought people who write books on finances had to be um, billionaire millionaires or billionaires. So I thought they had to be debt free. I thought they had to have no money issues at all. Uh, but I realized that as I was writing the book, uh, when I was reading finance books, sometimes those finance books are too high for most people. When I say too high, the information given is too mm-hmm. much for people. And so when you when you read finance books today, in some cases it talks about you need to put $1,000 in savings, you need to put $2,000 away for emergency funds. And most people uh, at the time when I was growing up um, didn't have that type of money. We only had $25 yeah. to spare, maybe even $5 to spare. And yeah. so I wanted to write the, write the book um, based upon just principles uh, from the Word of God in terms of stewardship, budget, giving, and, and investing. And I wanted just to keep those four principles because I really think that um, as we go through this life and whether a person is a, a believer or not, uh, money is biblical. And when I say it's biblical, yeah. um, the Lord speaks all about money in the Bible and talks yes. about how you can spend money, how you can blow money, uh, how you can drink it away, how you can smoke it away, if you, in some people cases, how, how you can spend it away. And I wanted yeah. to write something that's going to help people, the, the, the person that, uh, maybe my buddy that, that has money issues who's afraid to go to a financial planner or who's afraid to talk about finance to say, here, here's the book. This is how it's helped me in terms mm-hmm. of finances. And I just wanted to, to do that. Again, I just felt so inadequate at the time in writing that I had to get over myself saying I had a, I had a purpose in writing this book. And that was my purpose is helping my family and helping others in order to, to get to where they need to be. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, I call it sharing your own personal story. Uh, right. I'm definitely in tune with uh, anyone that know me, know me well when it comes to biblical sound uh, uh, principles. Uh, basically, all that I teach, uh, be it from a business perspective, be it on the personal level, uh, from a financial standpoint, all of what I put forth are biblically sound principles. And it's something that uh, you, you mentioned about how often money is mentioned in the Bible. It's mentioned, it's mentioned more, almost more, that topic of money is mentioned more than 
sex is mentioned more than, you know, mm-hmm. some of the other things that we would think that's vitally important. And it, it's something to it. If God mentions it so much, it must be very important. And I think it's something that we must all learn how to manage, properly manage, and knowing that we are stewards, meaning we are only given what God has blessed us with and make sure that we use it for his purposes and, you know, make sure that our families and, and so forth are taken care of, but making sure that we put uh, and understand that all blessings flow from him. And when it comes to money, do it his way. When we do it his way, according to the word of God, we will be blessed uh, going forward. So, but uh, I, I want to continue that conversation. But right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to return, Cedric and I, we're going to continue this conversation about applying sound financial principles from a biblical perspective. So uh, stay tuned. We will be right back and continue our conversation. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like social justice. This is one of the main objectives of Donnell Edwards' viewpoint. Donnell discusses issues like the pervasive racism engulfing our country with an ongoing series entitled Race in America. In addition, Donnell features expert guests who provide information about the school-to-prison pipeline the prison commercial complex, the inequities in public schools, the epidemic of young unarmed black men being killed by police, and much more. Donnell makes it his mission in life to focus attention on the causes and issues that are ignored by the mainstream media. So listen to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoint every Monday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, only on the CWR Talk Network, your causes, issues, and life empowerment network. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network.
Well, if you just joined us, uh, we have uh, Cedric Dukes here in the house tonight, and we have been talking about uh, uh, applying sound financial principles from a biblical perspective, and we have just had uh, some conversation. He was kind of letting the audience know regarding his book called Hostile Takeover, Manifesting God's Plan and Purpose for Your Finances. And which will kind of lead me into my next question, uh, Cedric. Uh, how has your finances changed or improved since applying the principles of God's word? Yeah, uh, great question, man. My, my finances have changed greatly, and and I don't want the, the audience to think that uh, uh, exponentially when you're talking about the amount of finances, but just thinking about the, the blessing of God, uh, just by following and obeying his word. When I go back and look at the four principles of, of stewardship, budget, giving, and, and investing, when I look at stewardship, the fact is now I understand that what my per- what the purpose of money is. The purpose of money is really to leave a legacy, not only for you, but also for your family. So that means that I have to be discerning. I have to be careful on what I spend my money on. To be careful that I can't just frivolously just go out and, uh, I guess you say, go get fast food or, or go buy something that I don't need. So from a stewardship perspective, it's really making me think that every dollar in my pocket has a name on it. From a from a budget, uh, my wife can tell you she is very budget con- conscious. Sometimes I think it's almost like a boa constrictor, <laughs> and, and it's like it's, it's so tight. And, but but we're both the same way. We're both engineers, and so we understand yeah. uh, from a budget standpoint is there's a framework that you work in, and sometimes uh, we understand like when we have a goal, uh, we want to get to that goal. Say for instance, we we want to one of our goals is not to take out loans for our kids' college. Uh, And by the grace of God, we have not done that. And so that means this is how much I have to save each month in order to get to where I need to be in order to Mm -hmm. to help. Now, I say, granted, scholarships help, saying everything helps, but the fact is that's the budget is a goal. In terms of um, investing, uh, investing not only in mutual funds and real estate, but investing in, in the lives, invest, investing in your personal development, investing in the different things that's going to help you move forward. And, and you see those returns. And some people might say investing is too slow. It's not a, a get-rich-quick scheme. It is slow and deliberate, like the turtle um, in, a, in a turtle's in the hair, hair. You're going to get there, and you're going to get there at some period of time. And lastly, the giving piece is how I've changed my finances. To me, I think uh, the giving is mostly the, the, is the catalyst because uh, everything surrounds giving. And uh, when, when we not only give to the church but give to the kingdom of God, and most people understand, uh, I want most people to get this, the kingdom of God is not the church. The kingdom of God is where you're at at the particular time. Uh, the Lord God is inside of you, and you carry his kingdom no matter where you go. And so the the fact is we're able to support missions. We're able to support people who need help, uh, whether it's tuition in college or relatives, where, you know, wherever, you know, whatever is needed, we're able to support. That's part of giving, and that's a part of being a blessing. So it's changed my life dramatically uh, from the financial standpoint. And I can say that God has just blessed us uh, immensely. Uh, but with those blessings, we have to make sure that we're responsible to give back to what we need to. Yes, to whom much is given, much is required. 
yeah. mean, you hit on you hit on so many different points there, Cedric. Or the the planning aspect, the budgeting aspect. I, I've talked about budgeting probably to I was to I'm blue in the face, and I often tell people don't look at budgeting uh, as a bad word, uh, and look at it at what you can do versus what you cannot do. And when you budget, when you put priorities on your money, you put uh, 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 you designate every dollar to, to where it needs to be, and you're doing those based upon the principles of God's word. God will in turn bless you. He bless your family to make sure that all, not just all your needs met, but I look at it, you know, he exceeds the needs being met and, and, and able to give you more than enough. And having that mindset that, you know, I'm not just going to hoard all that I have. I'm going to, in turn, bless people. I'm going to bless ministries. I'm going to bless missions. And, you know, because when, you, when your own house is taken care of, uh, this is the way I look at it. I have an obligation to make sure that I pass that on, that I'm a channel, yes. that I'm a funnel mm-hmm. to send out blessings to other people. Because we don't want to see other people down when, when I'm up. I want to make sure that I can raise. If that means sacrificing from time to time, we must do that. And mm-hmm. when you do plan, when you do budget, you're able to, and I'm with you. I have, I told you, I have two girls. I have a senior this year, which I'm going to be calling you probably throughout the year, Cedric. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going through looking at colleges and now preparing to, you know, get ap- college applications in. And I don't want to have to take out a loan or, or she take out a loan. I want to be able to have my daughter to go through school, scholarship, whatever funding that's, that's available, and allow God to just bless us with the funds so she will not have to have any debt coming out of college because it is and, possible and to do. <laughs> it, is, it is possible to do that. And, and just yeah. a little tip and, and just to kind of help out uh, in just understanding the colleges, the earlier you apply, uh, the more money that you're able to get. And so that's just what I've seen because I had two kids in college and my son uh, did it and my daughter. Uh, and just this amount of if you apply early and you commit, you know where you're going, then that money set aside at school. So the later the later that you apply, uh, the less money that you get from the sort of funding of school. So those are the things that when you follow the, 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 the stewardship principle, the, the finance principle, God is going to open up things for you and kind of see, okay, this is this is where he needs you to be. So uh, I agree. It's, it's just it's, it's it's things out there that you know that I really believe that uh, blessings will will come to to people who follow those who follow the, the obedience to the word. Absolutely. And then I know lastly you mentioned about leave. Well, I think you said it during the conversation. Uh, leaving a legacy, not only mm-hmm. you know your you and your wife living out the principles of God regarding your finances, but now you're able to leave not just money to your children. You've instilled something within them that they can take for the rest of their lives and take when they get married, when they have their own family, they're able to pass that down even to their children. So to me, that's one of the largest legacies that you can leave with your children uh, uh, regarding the principles of God's word. Right. That's correct. So many times I, uh, friends may have passed away, and you see, in some cases, they don't have enough money to to bury, or uh, they're stuck with debt after a person has passed away. 
and and you can see family members become bitter. You can see family members fighting. And one of the things that I try to still, especially when I do um, when I do seminars and I, and I speak, is have some type of monetary legacy left. Uh, don't just leave this earth without anything. Have something, whether mm-hmm. it's a house, property, or something like that, because right. you want to be able to leave something that's, and share that legacy. Right, absolutely. And I, I've, I've had. I don't think I've ever done a segment, which I probably will do a segment on the the need uh, for insurance. Uh, we mm-hmm. have so many people out there, families that don't have insurance in place. You know, I look at, you know, for me and my family, Lord forbid something happened to me, I would not want the burden of of burying me or or the house or whatever remaining uh on you know the monthly expenses i don't want that incurred with my just to my wife so we have prepared something happened we have insurance in place that will won't dare take the place of me because i'm just i won't go there my wife she may she hit me if i say something else but uh (laughs) i want to make sure that there are some security measures there at least from a financial standpoint that there will be some peace and comfort for my wife and family, Lord forbid something happened to me. And so that's one of those things, another principle to have, make sure that you provide for your family, just in case if something happened, you have something in place that would take care of it uh, going forward. Agreed. So you don't want to leave that burden on to your family there. Well, Agreed. I tell you, time, fly, time flies when you're talking real good stuff here. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> now, yes, I got does, one more thanks. question. Really I'm going to try to... Yeah, I'm going to try to squeeze one more question in here, Cedric, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. What What does God expect us to do with money? I know you mentioned some hit some things earlier, but if you can kind of maybe summarize uh, in in a sense, what does God expect us to do with money? Uh, Ryan, I believe what God expects us to do with money, uh, one, is to take care of our family. I mean, I, I think that's really uh, the main thing the scriptures talked about, uh, if you don't take care of your own house, you're worse, you're worse than the infidel. And there's some mm-hmm. translations in that from that standpoint. So that means we need to take care of our family. Um, secondly, I do believe that we need to take, and for those who are believers who believe in um, Lord Jesus Christ, take care of uh, our church. Uh, our church do many things, and we're talking about missions. We're talking about uh, do things in the community. I believe that we have to be, uh, be responsible. That's a part of the stewardship. He's only asking for 10%, and he we can live off the 90%. Um, third, I really believe that he wants us to look at it from a long-term aspect of it is investing a long-term legacy. Whether that legacy is investing, whether that legacy is to do entrepreneur businesses, part of that money, a part of that is making sure you have that and so that you can continue to impact the world. Yes, you can impact the world through your work. You can impact the world through your family. But I really believe that we impact the world through our money, through the things that we're doing. So whether or not that's setting up um, entrepreneurial businesses, whether that's setting up just different things, uh, somebody may want to be a writer and author and do different things and donate the money to donate their the proceeds to, to different charities. I just really believe that we just have to be a blessing, and he wants us to be a blessing no matter what we do and where we go. Uh, And that's what I really believe that he wants us to do. I mean, his requirement 
I don't think it's uh, family, uh, church, and 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 people around us, and that's how we be able to impact the world. Absolutely, I only thing I can say to that is, Amen, brother. <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> Well, Cedric, it's been uh, a pleasure uh, having you here on the show tonight. Now, how can people uh, get in contact with you? I know we talked primarily tonight regarding uh, the the finance book, but you have some other books out there uh, as well. So how can people reach you, contact you regarding the books, as well as uh, for speaker uh, speaking type engagements as well? Right. Uh, uh, thank you again uh, for having me on the show line. I really appreciate the conversation. Um, uh, those individuals can contact me at uh, www.cedricdukes.com. That is C-E-D-R-I-C-D-U-K-E-S. And there I have all my books there. And then uh, I have a contact number um, that you can just send me a message, and I will get that. And uh, anybody can contact you there. Uh, for those who want to go to Amazon or go, uh, I'm on Amazon, all my books on Amazon. I do have Kindle books. Uh, all of my books are there. And I do have audio books, Audible, uh, through audible.com. And so people can purchase books there. And then uh, those uh, others may who wants to use the uh, iPhone, their iPhone. Um, I have uh, iTunes and my audio books is on iTunes. So, I'm kind of all over the place in those particular areas. Yeah. So, again, my website, com, Amazon, and iTunes, uh, they can get in contact with me there. Perfect. Great, great. Well, thank you again, Cedric. Uh, that's a wrap for tonight. Uh, I want to thank all of my listeners for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't visited the CWR Talk Network website, it is cwrtalknetwork.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter. And if you missed any of my past shows, you can catch them on Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, or you can visit my website at shipmanconsulting.com. I have actually created uh, an archive, I guess a, a photo gallery of some of my past guests that I've had on the show. So you can go there and have all the shows uh, from last year all the way up to the current one. And if you have not con- connected with me on social media, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube uh, channel as well. And by the way, I have started something. I started something last Friday. I call it Financial Friday Moments. So every Friday going forward, I will be putting out a minute or so video clip on something related to money, something related to finance, be it topics or be it news. Uh, So connect with me. It's just another way of getting out uh, financial nuggets uh, that will help you live life daily, but living it responsibly regarding your finances. So please connect with me on social media and look for Financial Friday Moments by me. So thank you again, Cedric, for joining the show tonight. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. And so everyone, remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, 
Spend carefully and invest wisely. We will talk to you next week, and we're going to go out with a little bit of West Coast Cooling by Mr. Norman Brown.